0: I'm Dr. Gene Hemslr, and you're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. For more than 25 years, my associates and I have been providing straightforward, no-nonsense advice for your financial questions. Email us at drgenehemsler.com. That's d r g e n e at h e n s s l e r dot com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, February 13th, 2021. Only thing we have to fear. the economic health of this nation has been four
1: essential economic
2: freedoms. The excessive decline Greed. in the dollar For lack of a
1: better word. A late rally on Wall Street, too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. Good, Good, economy. Day Good day Jones. Day Jones. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Money Talks.
0: Good morning. What up into Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on radio. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Logan Daniel, who has all kind of stuff behind his name. We're <laughs> Good gonna, morning. We're gonna Man, we're loaded up today. Uh, yeah. Hey, Logan. Uh, so he's, uh, Logan is a CFP certificate, and then he also has another designation that I'm just going to let him tell you all about, uh, because I want to learn myself. It's
3: the the CRPC, so it's basically the Retirement Planning Counselor. So, Similar to the CFP, um, but a little more retirement focus instead of.
2: I see. So,
0: retirement, as in like Social 401K. Security,
3: 401
2: ks. Oh, okay. Um, Social Medicare. Security
0: even in there. Okay.
2: Yeah, well, so. we got you in the right role then. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's good How about to know
0: that. The other voice you hear in the background is Jarrett McKenzie.
2: Yes, sir. Glad Jarrett,
0: to be back. Uh, holds the. He's a CFP certificate as well.
2: The board still loves you.
0: Yeah, how about Always that? I got well. it right. You're saying it I mean, right. <laughs> I've been corrected more than once. No, that's good uh, stuff. If you don't believe it, you can ask my wife. <laughs> uh, Jared also has the uh, Certified Wealth strateg- Strategist designation, if I can only say it. strategist. Um,
2: and uh, these two fellows are from, from right around here. That's right actually God's country in South Georgia yeah, but no, God, south we're Georgia. in the states so. Bo- oh both you, know. you are from South Georgia that's right oh, yeah. really oh, you I didn't can't realize. You tell by accent mm. well
0: I, I figured you for you know <laughs> who knows where yeah, farther south South yep. Missouri
3: <laughs> yeah
0: yep. uh whereabouts in South Georgia I know Jarrett from Albany. Albany yep and then
3: uh, Americas so America's. Right above, right above Albany. So. Okay,
0: yeah. yeah, I know where America's is. I, yeah.
3: big, I get out city. a little bit. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a world traveler. I've been to both of those places. <laughs> you
3: must have had a good reason. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah, well, you, you, uh, you don't find it by accident. you got to mean yeah. to go there. That's a good way to put All it. Right. <clears throat> All right, well, let's talk a little about some uh, financial markets. Uh, the market was up 1% this week. So, if you listened to last week's show, and I told you the market's going to be up next week, you would have been right on. Yeah.
2: Um, Why do I feel like we're getting back to leader. 07 here? I feel like we're right back in that that period where it's just so excessive. It's like it can only go up, and people really are starting to believe that. Yeah. Well, you know, It's um, like real estate was. I don't know how in the world you can forget that we had a
0: huge decline last year. <laughs> uh, we got mm-hmm. slapped in the chops, lost a third of the market value. In uh, basically a month and a half in 2020, but uh, the market is up. Uh, energy leading the way this, mo- uh, this week, uh, 3.91% higher. Uh, consumer discretionary actually took a break from its uh, from its run, uh, pulled back 0.65%. If you look longer, Jarrett, you said something about 12 months ago. market is mm-hmm. up 18.5% over the past 12 months. Information technology, the big winner, 38.38% higher. Consumer discretionary, 32.7. Down in the basement is energy, down 15% year over year. Um, we're seeing a reflation. There's, mm-hmm. there's just really no getting around it. Um, the market usually moves before you know the economy. Uh, before reality might uh, uh, actually hit us. But uh, the stock market is a good early indicator, uh leading indicator in, uh, you know, economics. And um, what I think we're seeing, we've got, uh, what, about 40 million people who've been uh, vaccinated against COVID-19. A much smaller number, maybe about 6 million, who've actually seen uh, both of the injections. So uh, we're starting to get it out there. Um Figure there's 330 million people in our population in the U.S. Uh, 40 million, we're better than 10% vaccinated. Plus, if you include the 25, 27 million who've had the disease. Um, here we go. We're about 20% of the way. They say
2: yeah, herd immunity
0: gets 70%. Yeah,
2: 70% is what they're yeah. saying. So, you know, still we're still a ways to go, but we do in have the right a ways
0: Well, I mean, think about it. The, the folks in the population who've been vaccinated so far are either frontline workers, um, or you know, nine one one respondents and uh, you know uh, first responders of that mm-hmm, sort. Mm-hmm, Plus yeah. then folks over sixty five years old. Um, and uh, you know we we have hardly scratched the surface when you think about all the other folks that are out there to be uh, vaccinated. Yeah. Now there's going to be some that are going to be resistant to that. They don't want to yeah, play definitely. our silly game, but mm-hmm. I'll I'll stand in line. If
3: mm-hmm. um, yeah, it helps.
0: Yeah, um, especially if it helps you not get sick. But uh, I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's lots of hope. Plus, you know, um, we've got the Biden administration talking about all the things that they're going to do. Um, more stimulus is going to drive what? The market Most higher. Most definitely. Yep. Yeah. I, they're even talking... Uh, in terms of white hot. Um, now, the Biden administration is not, but there's a lot of economists that are saying, mm-hmm. man, you're going to let this thing
2: run over a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody's blinking. So. Uh, well, that's what I mean. If the mentality feels like 07, you know, a lot of folks. I think day-to-day we don't really put ourselves back in that place. But if you think back really hard to what that felt like and and what we experienced then, it's obviously a different situation with it not being so real estate-focused this time. But it seems like it's overheating to the point where it really is unreasonable and unjustifiable. And that was one of the things I was going to ask you today, Troy, was what you guys think, just what the likelihood of these earnings actually catching up, particularly in tech, but even you know with consumer discretionary and all sure. with the rebound that it's had. Sure. That's, that's what's creating the concern, I think. It's great the market's still going up, but is it even justifiable in large part? And
0: well, uh, you, you bring up a few good points, and I think they all kind of hang together. Uh, first of all, S&P 500 has a price-to-earnings ratio right now around 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, peak of the tech bubble, so we're going back now to 99-2000. Uh, we had a P.E. of around 30. Uh, What's happened this time, technology has become a huge portion of the S&P 500. It's 27% or thereabouts of uh, the S&P 500 total. Mm -hmm. Um, Back in the days in the early 90s, it was 5%. So as technology has become uh, more and more a part, obviously it's, Uh, The only way that that happens is it outperforms, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's outperforming the market overall. We just saw that, um, you know, in the numbers we were talking about. What do we say? Market up 18%, 18.5%. And so
3: and almost 39% yeah, in, the last in
0: 12 months. 12 months, right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's become a bigger portion of the S&P 500, and the price-to-earnings ratio in that sector is around 35, and that's trailing. That's looking backward mm-hmm. now over a chasm that was earnings in uh, in 2020. Uh, 2020 earnings fell 18% or thereabouts. Um we're expected to see something on on scale of about a 33% rise in earnings this year, but that's going to be relative to last year's earnings. If you do the math real quick, mm-hmm. uh, what you wind up with is about nine percent above where we started in 2020. So year end, we'll call it 2019 uh, earnings. We're gonna we're gonna see a about a you know the average over the last two years four and a half percent although one was hugely down and the other one now is hugely positive yeah. uh, we're going to wind up with about nine percent if you look at the forward price to earnings ratio so that's expected earnings over the next 12 months divided uh, our our mm-hmm. current price is divided by 12 months from mm-hmm. now earnings mm-hmm. we're around 22 and um it's about twenty five percent higher than the long term average, which the price earnings ratio is around seventeen and a half. So, if that's not enough numbers for you <laughs> to want to run off the road at this point, if you're listening to us on a Saturday morning, um, you know the the thing that you should garner out of that, yeah, the market looks pretty expensive. A lot of it is because a bigger participation in in uh, technology stocks, and uh, you know the other portion is the fact that. Uh, Prices are a little high, yeah. um, but I would not be surprised, at least in the short term, to see them run higher. Um, That's you know, usually I, I
3: stimulus. Mm-hmm.
0: exactly, yeah. This is what I would call a sugar high. Jared, at yep. your house around Christmas, you ever uh, <laughs> feed, feed the yeah.
2: kids a little chocolate? It's like a stretch sleep. from Halloween to Christmas. You know, it just doesn't stop. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. The walls. yeah.
0: yeah. consider but, uh, consider this that <laughs> uh, in stock market terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it is expensive, and I think it's because it's been overstimulated, as as a child would get. Yeah. if
2: you uh, Yeah, so what do you think is more likely, that it, there's a reckoning and, and a pullback, or that somehow these earnings start to catch up with the price and it becomes more justifiable? Because they get a lot of questions about that, and frankly... Yeah, <laughs> I don't especially, know what the odds are. Especially
3: with new money, it's like do you put right. in, Do you put in at all time highs now?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, like I say, I think it could run a while. Um, Jarrett, I'm going to punt since we are so close to a break, but sure. uh, it'll maybe it'll give folks a reason to listen to us in the next segment. But yeah, uh, stick around. I think that what uh, what we're going to be looking at is a little bit of both. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see mm. prices. After the big sugar high, you know, yep. slow down a little bit, but uh, earnings are catching up. We'll see. Um, when we come back, we're gonna have a dog of the week.
1: Stick around. Money talks. We'll be right back.
0: A cat. No, it's not really a cat. It's a lawyer. Uh, there was a, an instance this week of a Texas lawyer who uh, had a technical snafu while he was on Zoom. In the middle of a trial, he accidentally turned on his back screen to make his own face look like a cat. So here he is doing something very serious. On Zoom, can't get the the <laughs> picture to change. The judge says, uh, uh, Mr. Ponton, I believe you have a filter turned on in your video settings. He said, uh, uh, your Judge, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> the judge promptly told him he could. He said, uh, I can hear you, but I think you got a filter on. Yeah. Uh, so the guy said, "Yes, I understand, and I have an assistant trying to help me get this filter turned <laughs> off, even as we speak." So, uh, don't know if it's happened to you this week, Jarrett, but uh, not this week. I didn't
3: realize you could do but, that. But, yeah, yeah. I have, a, I have a background, but not a filter. Yeah.
0: Well, mm-hmm. what is your spirit animal? Don't tell me it's like a like it's a chipmunk. A lion. You me? Oh, okay, yeah, a line. Of course, I figured you were going to say something like a ten-point buck. <laughs> no? That was my second choice. Yeah, but, you know. All right. Well, That's
3: for the non-working gym <laughs> yeah. calls.
0: Uh, actually, uh, yeah. it was kind of a toss-up this week on my dogs of the week. Um, oh, no, we got there was another. A, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this one too. Uh, there's some North Carolina firefighters called to a fire. Uh, Saturday was a week ago. Smoke billowing out of this place in. Uh, in the middle of North Carolina, uh, Ronnie's Pizza in Clemens, North Carolina uh, is clo- close to Greensboro. Uh, smoke just boiling out of the place, and somebody saw the smoke and called 911. Turns out, Ronnie's Pizza. Let's cook some ribs. Cooking hot wings. Hot wings. Hot for wings. the big, big
3: football <laughs> game, right? Nice uh, man. So, uh, those anyway, going for the smoky flavor. You got somebody
2: nice. to call the fire
0: department. <laughs> okay, I want to yeah. taste I don't those. Know. So here's Let yeah. This is that. what I want to know has has your grill ever kind of got the neighbors to
2: call the fire department? No, but I'll be trying after yeah. this. And I did yeah, wings on
3: Sunday and. <laughs> no, no fire department. So.
2: No yeah. fire. Department you got a green egg thing. too, don't you? Well, or do we got you got you you tomato
3: Joe's. Oh, that's right. That's right. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: All I can tell you is, if the fire department didn't show up, you didn't do it right. That's right. Now man. I got a story that's I'll tell a on myself. Go for this weekend. Now we got a challenge. My, my parents live out in Bremen, Georgia, and uh, one Christmas, me and my brother were out there. And, uh, it's a big family. We uh, put some wrapping paper in a barrel just to get rid of it. So he he was out in the yard burning. Well, he looked down and thought, well, this grass looks a little brown. Why don't we... Flavor it up, you know. Spring will be here soon. He lights the grass on fire. <laughs> Twenty minutes later, sirens roaring, <laughs> fire department comes into the yard. I was about to say, this sounds like one of those lessons learned the hard way. Yeah, well, this is uh, this is welcome to the
2: mm-hmm. to the
0: life to the Harmon yeah. family redneck reunion. Uh, anyway, oh,
2: that's good but stuff. That
0: was uh, that was our big time. Anyway. Um, All right, so we do have a situation we want to talk about this week. Vivian and Scott, who are 48 and 50 years of age, uh, got kids 22 and 23. Why is it that uh, I'm a little older than them and my kids are much younger than that? I don't Anyway, uh, Vivian and Scott have been with their advisor, uh, Wealth Manager, for several years now. They're invested primarily in high-quality, large-cap equities. That sounds familiar, uh, much like we would recommend. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're wondering why their advisor is not capitalizing on the trends like the current run in GameStop or AMC and even the cryptocurrency craze. You guys getting questions about that?
3: Well, we certainly yes, were. Yes, but some are more a joke.
0: Oh, But well, a few I, questions. That's true.
3: I'll, I'll be honest with you.
0: Usually if questions get too serious, I wind up looking at them. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard, but maybe one or two with GameStop. But it seems like every advisor I talk to will answer the phone and say, Hey, man, have you bought my GameStop yet? it's a joke. It's become kind of an industry joke yeah, behind right. the scenes. Um, so uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about... You know, why your advisor is not likely to buy you GameStop or AMC when things like this are going on. Um, So, you know, we wanted to cover uh, investing and Mm -hmm. then speculation, which actually has a place in markets, and then gambling, which uh, has a place as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, What we think is happening with uh, GameStop and AMC obviously is probably toward the lower end of that. Yep. Um, but uh, let's face it. What we do is a long-term game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we look to find investments. And by that, I mean whether it be real estate, whether it be a stock, whether it be a business that you're going to go in and operate. An investor wants to determine what the future cash flows are going to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. They understand you know to some extent their cost of capital obviously that moves with the market as as interest rates move
3: mm-hmm.
0: but uh you know they use that cost of capital to discount back to the current value the present value those future cash flows right yeah. and that's what we would call an intrinsic value fundamentals these Which will never change. That, by right. the way, I mean that's, that that story. You're right. That's yeah. that process doesn't change mm-hmm. ever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you know, here we are looking at it from the point of view of an analyst, and. It makes no sense. GameStop started this craze at like nineteen bucks a share.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have bought GameStop at nineteen bucks a share. <laughs> There's a reason that a lot of hedge funds had a short position in yeah. exactly.
0: exactly, heading yeah.
2: towards zero. Right. So
0: you know the the story is, and I'm sure if you've been paying halfway attention, you you understand what's going on. Um, GameStop uh, became the focus of a Reddit thread. Uh, some people on Reddit, <clears throat> which is social media, an old bulletin board type. Uh, Mm -hmm. Social media uh, decided that they were going to catch these guys that were short the stock. Uh, They'd start running the price up. Uh, What happens when you run the price up on a a stock that has been shorted? Um, They begin to get collateral. Yeah, they begin to get collateral calls, and they have to buy out of their short position.
3: Mm -hmm. drops the price upwards. Right.
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, I think it was... It was smart. They did to what they did to hedge funds, what hedge funds have done yeah. to lots of people mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, but you know, they were able to identify something that was wrong in the market. And basically, the thing that was wrong in the market was uh, the shorts, actually the the float. So the number mm-hmm. of shares available in the market were exceeded by the the amount that was sold short. Yeah. Um, and they knew that they had them kind of over a barrel. So. Not like one
3: hundred and twenty percent. 130, yeah, that's what
2: I heard. Yeah, Yeah. I heard reported 130. The Um, thing is, though, it's all artificial. You know, I had someone ask me during that, you know, when it was just going crazy about if that was an indication that things are moving away from the more traditional, fundamental way that we value companies, Mm -hmm. and I said absolutely not yeah. i don't think that will ever change because the true value of something as you said is right. that discounted cash flow stream that you know the the company itself has there's not a better way that's been around for what 70 to 80 years at least. What do you mean? Yeah. Analysis? Just, Fund- yeah, the stock valuation. Yeah. This, was, yeah. 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 I mean, this that, was Benjamin Graham, the, right. the <laughs> investor
0: who taught Warren Buffett everything. Exactly. Warren Buffett's what, 86 years old? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Warren Buffett was a young man when this all started. Right. Um, yeah. You know, so... This is not moving away
2: from that. No. You know? this absolutely is not not. A, This is an anomaly.
0: Do, do this. Decide you're going to go buy a business, an operating mm-hmm. business, and you're going to run it. Yeah. And then... Go to the bank and tell them that you want to borrow some money Mm -hmm. and have them talk to the owner. The owner says, well, (laughs) I only make $100 a year, but I think the business is worth... Ten million bucks. Mm -hmm. You go back and tell the the banker that, and you're not going to get the money.
2: Yeah, a lot of people learn that the hard way on Shark Tank, if you've ever seen that show. They always ask them, why do you value your business at whatever they're asking for, right? they do the math and see what it's worth. It's the same thing here, and it always will be. That is an artificial Mm -hmm. rise in price that is an anomaly because markets are efficient. Right. I speak
0: of it in in terms of the price has dislocated from yeah. the
2: fundamentals. No, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Right.
0: And, you know, what winds up happening is at some point, it, like I said, long term, you're going to be much better off if you focus on the fundamentals. Don't get caught up in what's going on in the price. That's a trader's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here's the other thing, you know, when it comes to speculation. Uh, a Speculator buys and sells in hopes of having a bigger potential gain than the amount he risks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, when, when you're dealing with that, and by the way, there is a good place in the market for speculators, and I'll tell you where it is. Companies hedge the cost of their inputs, right? Mm-hmm. You know who takes the opposite of their position? Who, who will offset that position? It's a speculator. Right. Somebody that believes, you know, that uh, uh, so the company thinks that uh, prices of mm-hmm. fuel, diesel fuel, yeah. are going to go up.
2: airlines. I mean, they have.
0: The airlines d- do it. Edge. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Uh, I mean, grain companies, all mm-hmm. that. Uh, and, and you've got to have somebody to take your yeah. position against you. And uh, really, the only way that you're going to do it is to find somebody out there that wants to just bet against you. But this bet is right. mm-hmm. really so more you can, than speculation. You can hedge it. And And there's other ways you can speculate in the market. When we come back.
3: The forceful measures that we as a country are taking to control the spread of the virus
1: have brought much of the economy to an abrupt halt. Many businesses have closed. People have been asked to stay home. Your Your money, your money, is on the line. Is on the line. Talk money Talk is on the air.
0: We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jared McKenzie and Logan Daniel. And uh, we've been talking about various things, uh, one of which is a case study we've been going through, talking about uh, why uh, we, more specifically, but um, why financial planners and, and uh, money managers Professionals are not too crazy about getting into the gamestop uh, craze. If you have questions we'd love to hear from you. Our question hotline is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six the way it works you 'll call you 'll get our answering machine at the beep leave your um, leave your question. Uh, we play the question on the air and uh, answer right behind it. If you prefer instead to talk to a human being, you can do so. Uh, Call 770-429-9166. Ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn. Um, She will take down your information and get it to us. We can answer your question on the air. Uh, The more common way is... uh, You can email us, drgene at hensler.com is our email address. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. Uh, One more way, if you're kind of the do-it-yourselfer, you can go to our website. We've got lots of information on investing, uh, you know, strategies, our 10-year rule. We talk about it quite a bit. Uh, tax strategies, uh, you know, various things. And, again, that's Hensler.com, spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Guys, before the break, we were uh, going over a situation with Vivian and Scott. They're in their uh, late 40s, early 50s, uh, got a couple of kids. Uh, Really, the biggest thing that they wanted to know about is why their advisor didn't buy them GameStop or AMC stock and, um, I, you know, I, I went through the, the notion about looking at the fundamentals. Basically, when you invest in anything, you're looking for a future stream of cash flows. It's about the cash flow, always about the cash flow. And in order to get the value of that cash flow at present value... You have to determine your discount rate, which is your weighted average cost of capital. Are um, we getting into the cap model right now? Yeah, I mean, no.
3: <laughs> Let's leave that for another show. Uh,
0: we could do that, <laughs> but no. Uh, so it's the same. No matter whether you're looking at an operating business you're going to go and buy, whether you're buying a, a, a stock in the stock market, mm-hmm. or whether you're buying real estate, it all boils down to that cash flow. And what is it worth today? So... Um, we we went over the fact that, you know, that's what investing is. Um, speculation, we know there is uh, reason to speculate in the market, because without speculators, you couldn't hedge right. uh, those operational inputs. Raw materials are, are one of the main, um, you know, if it's a trucking company or... A cruise line or a, an airline—they all, the lifeblood of those businesses is crude oil. So quite often they'll either um, hedge the crude oil prices uh, in case you know they should go up in the future. And quite often they're not doing that um, in in a like trying to call a price increase. Right. Basically, mm-hmm. all they're doing is is trying to lock in prices. They love to know what they're costs are going to be. It helps mm-hmm. them set prices for the future so that they can maintain profitability. The person on the other side of that trade <clears throat> is a speculator.
1: Yeah.
0: Every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes a speculator might feel like they they know something that the, the hedger doesn't care about, so they're going to get into the deal anyway. Sometimes they win. Sometimes they lose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's uh, not uncommon. What we saw, I mean, even even this, I've seen... Individual investors come to me and say, hey, look, I want to buy this, uh, buy this pharmaceutical company. They've got this real uh, interesting new drug, and I think once it gets approved by the FDA, it's going to go like gangbusters, and the price of the stock is going to go crazy. I mean, it's it that's could. a speculation. Yeah. It could. Yeah. I've seen it happen.
3: <laughs> or you yeah. get denied and right. Exactly. And, and, so and, it's a and that
0: happens, too. Yeah. It, it mm-hmm. is kind of a, you know, it might be better than a 50-50 coin toss, but mm-hmm. the reality is that's speculating on what comes next.
3: Right. Yeah. Um, that's money clients, our clients should have outside of their basically retirement money. They have some play money that would not affect exactly. their, their overall plan. Sure, yeah. if you want to speculate on GameStop, Right, open up another account, and if you're prepared to lose it all yeah, have fun mm-hmm.
0: what What seems to have happened in this gamestop and a m c deal is uh individual investors, retail investors, those that aren't really as savvy as the professionals, they did catch some professionals unawares, they did make money at the at the cost of some professionals. Mm -hmm. But what those guys are trying to do is trade. And a trader just looks at price momentum. They don't care if the market goes up or down. They can make money either way. Uh, So in order to make money, all the market has to do is move. You know, they take their their bets or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's not what we do.
2: Yeah, nor nor do you really stand to, I think, in most cases, do better over time by doing that. Because, you know what, every now and then you're going to pick a GameStop you're going to call it right. You're going to make a lot of money. It's going to want to make. It's going to make you want to do more of that. Yep. And then inevitably, because even with us, we don't pick every single one of this, of them right. Hopefully, we pick Correct. more than than we don't. But yeah, to make money, know, but. right, exactly. At the end of the day, if you're going to have winners and losers, and, and probably to the extreme on those things. Right. When, when you're doing that kind of stuff. Is it really worth the additional risk you take on by taking that approach for what? Potentially a few more percentage points on average over the long run. I don't think it is, but more importantly, from from our standpoint... Clients don't pay us to speculate with their money. They exactly. pay us yep. to invest their money. Right. And, Try to preserve the principle and grow it. Right. There's a reliable, you know, that that has been proven. And if we can stay on track with that, then over time they should perform just about as well as I would think doing this over the course of time. So,
0: Right. That, that's, well, that's, think about it, Jarrett. Just a couple of weeks ago, GameStop was selling at $349 a share. Mm-hmm. This week. Yeah. It's trading around 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Exactly. So while some might have made money, it was only those that sold at the top. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you get into something that looks like it's going to the moon and you only get halfway to the moon, are you going to hang on? <laughs> I can tell you that there's a whole lot of behavioral bias mm-hmm. when it comes to these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Big time. Uh, and especially for those who get in at the very top, because mm-hmm. what they'll do... You know, they they go rob the cookie jar and they put their hundred bucks in the market. Yeah, it goes to 150. Next day, something mm-hmm. bad happens. It gets drawn back down to 100, under 100 dollars, mm-hmm. and they think, man, if I just hang on, tomorrow's my day. Yeah. Before yeah. you know it, your money's yeah. gone. Yeah.
2: yeah. That that behavior can be detrimental too, because it is exhilarating to some degree. I mean, if let's say you bought GameStop at 19 or wherever it was to begin with, and then shoots up there. If you even if you can convince yourself to sell it and you take those profits, you, you're going to want to do it again because you you got that thrill from making a call like that and inevitably you're going to make a wrong call eventually. Right, it, it, could it goes just, the
3: opposite. Right. then you're pretty much yeah. break even.
0: Right. Well, there's nothing more soothing to me, and I kind of sit in the institutional investor's chair. Uh, there's nothing more soothing to me than finding a company that's got solid historical returns, Mm -hmm. solid historical cash flows that I can identify, I can project them forward, bring it back to present value, and find the price that is selling at a, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, find a stock that's selling at a price lower than that intrinsic value in the market, I'll do that all day. Mm -hmm. It gets very difficult in current, (laughs) when you're dealing with current uh,
2: situation, and especially Mm -hmm. these kind of things that make so little sense to me, it hurts. Well, they are anomalies. I mean, that, that is a real term that is used to describe these things that happen in the market like that that really defy the logic that we all know to be true, which is investors are rational, markets are efficient, you know, so on and so forth. And mm-hmm. that's really – it makes people start to think that things are changing, but this is just another example of what has happened for many years right. and will continue to happen most likely because, like we said, there is a place for speculation and there is money to be made by speculating. But I think when it comes to your nest egg – you, you really want to take a different approach. As Logan Absolutely. said earlier, yeah. carve some out. Put it in a different account and use that as your, quote-unquote, play money so that you can... It gives you an outlet. Right. Yeah. And, and you know what? I think that keeps you more engaged. It definitely, to me, seems like my clients that have that type of setup mm-hmm. seem to be more engaged and even understanding of what we're saying when you know we're saying something that maybe is going against conventional wisdom right now, like you need to be selling IT <laughs> and and yeah, buying, buying energy. energy. Yeah, that's that to us is, is exactly what needs to happen. But to them, it doesn't seem as sensible. And I think that that all kind of comes back to this distinction between investing money and speculating with money. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, if it's money that you're just using for play money, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Don't bet the retirement.
2: right. Yeah. Exactly. Just don't do it. It's not worth it.
0: Right. Uh, we've got uh, quite a few questions this week, and I'm going to get to one. Don't know if we'll get it answered before the break, but we're going to start it at least. Uh, Dalton writes, do you think cannabis stocks are poised to go up under Biden? Also, if uh, electric vehicles are our future, uh, we won't need oil for, for uh, much long term. And then Doge is uh, going up and is pin a buy. Uh, I, I can tell you. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Cannabis stocks under Biden, only if they get better regulation will they go up. Uh, This is a longer-term thing. I believe that's probably the direction we're headed longer term. Uh, Don't know if Biden will get it done this time or not, but it wouldn't surprise me if that is the direction we're headed. And market prices are showing that. Stick around. We're going to take a real quick break. And when we come back, I'll answer the rest of Dalton's question. You're listening to Money Talks.
1: When things go wrong, you're scared. Knowledge is power. There's a lot about this virus that we don't know. This is Money Talks.
0: We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jarrett McKenzie and. Who are you again? Oh yeah, Logan Daniel. Yeah, I thanks, like Troy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right. Logan. I mess with Jarrett all the time. You, you can, can take just yeah, a little bit of no. uh, ribbon, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Now you have somebody new to mess that's, with. Well, uh, yeah. Somebody new. Yeah. <laughs>
2: really I find somebody yeah. new to mess with all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seldom at a shorty. Especially now he knows where you're from South Georgia, too. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Hey, oh, i, would I would be asking him for it.
0: Yeah, there you no. go. <laughs> uh, if you have questions you'd like for us to answer on the air, we'd love to hear from you. Our question hotline number is 1-855-429-9166. Uh, we've got a recording message on there you can call that number uh at the beep uh give us your message including your question we'll play the question on the air and answer right behind it uh if you prefer to call and talk to a human being you can get us at 770-429-9166 uh call in ask for the radio show or kelly lynn uh she'll get you everything that uh that you need written down and and uh, get your questions to us um if you prefer to email, you can do that, Dr. Gene at hensler.com, spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at hensler.com. And hensler.com is uh, also our website address, so uh, again, spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Got lots of information on there if you uh, are kind of a do it yourself or You can go find loads and loads of stuff that will help you invest or get your taxes figured out or plan for your financial future. Uh, before the break, we were um, I was talking about uh, Dalton, who had uh, written a few questions. For those of you who don't know, we've been doing Economic Roundtable Facebook premieres, um, if that sounds interesting to you. Uh, be sure to follow our Facebook page so you'll know when we schedule our next one. We uh, premiered our last Economic Roundtable recently and have several questions one of which was from Dalton Hart, and uh, Dalton, welcome to the Hensler family. Again, uh, Dalton's question is, do you think cannabis stocks are poised to go up under Biden? Uh, also, if electric vehicles are our future, we won't need oil for much longer term. Uh, and then Doge is going up, and is Pin a buy? Uh, I'd answered before the break about cannabis. I think under Biden, you know, you're probably going to have less regulation. If cannabis can ever get a, uh, the ability to put their money in a federal bank, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to let the, the industry take off a little bit. I don't think they're going to have a problem finding uh, demand in the industry. It seems like if you uh, if you look very far, you find all kind of folks that are interested in pot. Um mm-hmm whether it be investing or for recreational use or whatever, maybe even medicinal use, Uh, I really think in the end um, the big tobacco companies are going to win that battle. They've already invested pretty heavily in some of the uh, public companies that are uh, operational in the industry, and I think once it's federally acceptable, you'll see them get even more active there. Uh, Electric vehicles are, are our future. I would agree with that. Um, but I can tell you that we have like a 2 to 3% penetration rate on electric vehicles in the United States. Most everything you see today being sold and everything being driven, not everything, but most of them, are... Internal combustion engine cars. So until that happens, until you see a huge takeover in electric vehicles, energy is still going to be around. It got oversold uh, because of the the lack of demand uh, during the pandemic, but it's coming roaring back. Uh, One of the things that I'll point out is it's up 13.7% energy. Mm -hmm. The energy Mm -hmm. sector, the S&P 500, from February 1st through February 10th of 21. I mean, that's a recent thing. Energy's come roaring back, so uh, don't count it out yet. Well,
2: and also keep in mind that the energy is now truly becoming more energy, not just oil. Most people think of That's that true. sector as an oil sector, but right. these companies, we can see... They're diversifying. Yeah, they're, exactly.
3: they're moving in that direction, too.
2: They, they know that the future is electric. They just Well, they know they're dealing with a limited resource, too. They're, they're not dummies. Yeah. You know, they're, they're right. making the investments. We can see that, but, yep. yeah, you're talking about a, a generation before a full conversion to electric happens.
0: Exactly, anyway. yeah. Yeah, I, I believe so. I mean, we've even had... News of some of the tech companies getting into the electric and self-driving automobile industry, but uh, you know, short term, I think energy's still going to do you just fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Doge is going up. Doge is a a cryptocurrency, and I'll be honest, we even the folks that deal with cryptocurrencies kind of poke fun at this one. Uh, It was created as it it? it, it is. It (laughs) was created as a joke,
3: uh,
0: more or less, from a guy. um, It's always
2: a good start to an investment.
0: Yeah, he works Worked at Adobe Systems. He was Mm -hmm. just making fun of a meme that was out there about this dog, Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, called his coin a Dogecoin. It's not an investment. This is this is. The price went up. Mm -hmm. It's not an investment. Uh, And the other thing, Pin, it's a company that uh, that deals with gambling. Interesting that you would ask about Doge and Pin at the same time. <laughs> if you're going to buy one or the other, I would say Pin, Penn, but Pin's up 200%
2: in the I last. I was about to say in March last months. year, you could have got it for two dollars, and right now it's trading yeah. at 112. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's not necessarily here. a bad investment. I don't know if I'd buy it right now, though. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it,
0: and and the thing is, they do have operations, they do have earnings. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not so much like some of the others. I think the price is uh is expensive. If you look at the forward earnings it's at about 65 times forward earnings in the next 12 months. So um just looks really expensive. Uh let's move on. We got another question here from our uh good friend Ed Kelly who writes uh, are there some stocks that seem ready to make solid gains once the pandemic lets us live freely again? Travel, cruises, casinos, airlines, Expedia, hotels, etc.? Or have they already risen with the expectation of a rebounding recovery? Uh, seems as if there is a huge demand for travel. I think you're absolutely right. We are going to see some demand for travel, and we are also seeing prices in some of those areas already spiking. Um, one that I would say, you know, I like your idea. It, it, if you're going to do this, go go more or less to the base uh, where you can get the most bang for your buck, if you will. Uh, I still believe energy is probably the best one because Agreed. people are going to fly. They're going to drive. They're going to get on a cruise ship. And, again, mm-hmm. what's going to be
2: the best way to deal with all that Well, uh, yeah. energy? And, and mean, that hadn't rebounded yet. I mean, a lot of this stuff, Some you know, casinos, we'll airlines. Right.
3: Take, take a cruise or... You yeah. get on the airplane. They they
0: still
2: I mean, are, and I think that'll probably last into twenty two. Cool, but it's but, like we just saw with Pin. As as Dalton was asking us about, yeah. that that's there's seen a lot of recovery there already. Energy is the one place, really, the, I would say the primary place, easily just, just identifiable. Starting. Yeah,
0: and one of the other things I would say, there's a probably one of the most attractive sectors in the market outside of energy is healthcare. Mm-hmm. Strangely enough, healthcare got hit when we had a pandemic. A lot of people didn't go mm-hmm. out and and get their, uh, you know, if it was an elective surgery, they weren't doing it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's a whole lot of knees that still need to be fixed, hip replacements, things like that. If it mm-hmm. doesn't cause you uh, unmanageable pain, a lot of folks just punted it. Yeah. And uh, I really believe that we'll see some of that. Um, I would think that the, the Biden administration is not going to be real um, supportive of health care, if you see going back toward uh, you know, socialized medicine and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, keeping pharmaceutical prices low, probably yeah. not going to get a hold of Energy that. is the place to start there. Right. We've got uh, one more question I want to cover. Uh, our good friend Tom from Marietta says, uh, I own Pfizer and I'm a bit concerned it's not doing as well as I expected considering the COVID vaccine rollout. Actually, in the last few years, it's, uh, it's been particularly strong. It hasn't been particularly strong. Uh, would you recommend selling, buying, or just holding? Uh, also, I'm investing in 10 or 11 sectors. Where should I be selling from now? I was thinking energy. Uh, just because it's so low, like Exxon, is that a buy, sell, or hold? Exxon, I'm, uh, you know, you just heard me. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you if you don't own it, you should buy it. If you do own it, hang on.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, don't, don't sell it at, low, at the low. Right. right. Uh, the Pfizer
0: is another one of those. Now, let's talk a little about Pfizer. Um, I would say I would only buy it if the market's open. Mm hmm. Period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is a buy. Yeah. Uh, it's paying a, a dividend of 4.41%, 86.5% payout ratio, meaning that the dividend is only taking up, uh, you know, 85% more or less of the earnings that are being generated by the company. Uh, its P.E. is 15 what did I just tell you the market was thirty two mm-hmm. it 's okay. half that much it's this is attractive. one of those classic uh, value stocks it's it 's cheap it 's not cheap for a reason it 's a good gener uh, good earnings generator uh, Tom buy Pfizer or hang on to your Pfizer that you already have. Yeah. All right, guys. uh, That's unfortunately the end of our show. One last question. Jarrett, you know what it is. Mark it, it up or down. Apparently, it always goes up these days. Yeah. Going up. All right. Oh, that's three of us. Thank you for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week.